2: feeling about this. Welcome to episode 37 of Blue Harvest, a Star Wars podcast. I'm your host, Halls Burkhart. And that's right, no Will this week. Will got called off on important chef duties and business. And so this week, it's uh, instead of just being me again and putting you guys through that, I've called in two very special guests to help me out. And uh, I'll get them on the line here in just a minute. Um, but before that, I'd like to go ahead and get all of our information out of the way. If you want to like us on Facebook, you can at facebook.com slash blue harvest podcast. If you want to follow us on Twitter, you can at blue harvest pod. And if you have any emails, questions, or comments, you can send those to blue harvest podcast at gmail.com. And, um, And that's about it. So I'm going to get our two special guests this week. We have returning for his second appearance, Johnny Grosso himself. And for his first appearance on the podcast, the one and only Vader Nick. So uh, give me just a second and I'll get those guys on the line.
0: Totally miss the honesty special
1: times and honestly. I totally miss the fucked up things you do. Dude, I totally miss you. I totally miss you. Dude,
2: totally miss you all the time. And we're back. And I've got my two buddies with me, Vader Nick and Johnny Grosso. How's it going, guys? What's up? What's up? So, Johnny, you've been on the show before. You've graced us with your presence, shown <laughs> us the power of the Johnny Grosso effect. Uh, We've never had Nick on, so why don't we get to know Nick a little better real quick. How do you feel about that? Oh,
0: that's not fair.
2: Oh, come on, man. So tell us a little bit about yourself, Nick, or do you want me to just go straight into the first-time guest questions?
0: Just go into the first-time guest questions. I got those all lined out for you. Okay.
2: Well, all right, then. Uh, What's your first experience with Star
0: Wars? Oh, It was probably... You asked the one question I didn't have wrote down. Um, it was probably about fifth grade, I think, when the special editions came out. Right on. My mom took me and a longtime friend to the theater to see, I think it was A New Hope. Oh, so the first time you ever saw
2: a Star Wars was the special editions?
0: The first time I can remember, yeah. I grew I gotcha. up watching them, but it wasn't anything I remembered.
2: So it, it wasn't something that was like super important to you as a a young young kid no, okay. no i was about 10 that's cool i mean hey i, I mean it's cool C- come into star wars whenever you come into star wars i'm just glad you're into star wars um well
0: that's the thing i got a special place for the special editions i don't like it when everyone hates all goes around trashing those
2: <laughs> i mean you know it they are what they are they're are, they're the official version of the movie you know what i mean Like, it's time for people to get over the whole special edition thing.
1: Yeah, I'm actually one of the few people that um, I'm okay with Han not shooting first. So am I. I. Yeah, I get, number one, it's Lucas's toy, and he can play with it the way he wants. And number two, you know, I get that he turned into this, like, cultural icon hero, and he didn't want him to come off like a cold-blooded murderer so killing in self-defense was okay fighting for the rebellion and killing imperials is okay but you know shooting a bounty hunter that may or may not be a threat to his life he you know he felt uneasy about any any change it i'm okay with that i really am yeah i'm okay either way being held at blaster point
2: um so was that it for you you saw a new hope and then you were done you just you were full star wars
0: well, yeah, and a new hope. I mean, I grew up with uh, Jedi, right on, and it, you know, I'd seen Jedi, and Jedi's probably my uh, the one that I always go to. You know, it's probably it's probably my number one, right behind TFA. But uh, I didn't really start watching them and getting into it with my friends until the special editions.
2: I mean, that was a pretty kick-ass time to come in on Star Wars as the special editions, because that's right around the time they started. Redoing the figures and everything, so like you know, it was almost like the second
0: coming of the original trilogy.
1: Was that the uh the power of power of the force, the green backs or the yeah. orange backs?
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's... it was the green and the orange. That's when I started my collecting.
2: Oh, we're gonna talk some collecting. We're gonna I have talk the, some uh, collecting.
1: The long saber Luke. Oh, that's Is all that...
2: buff. That's all Johnny yeah. Grosso'ed out? Eh. Dude, that there you go. There's your your cosplay for Star Wars Celebration, <laughs> Power of the Force Luke Skywalker. There you go. Long saber Luke.
0: <laughs> was that
1: the Was that the,
0: was that it it the Sith one? Or not the Sith one, the Jedi one?
2: Uh no. it's it, it, the, I think he's talking about the New Hope version yeah. of Luke. And he's got like super big pecs and uh, that version of Princess Leia looks like the lead singer of the Red Hot Chili Peppers for yes, some reason. Yes.
0: The uh, Return of the Jedi one was my very first Star Wars figure. Do you still have it? Nope. I might. The kids have it, if I, if anything. It's laying around the house somewhere in a box.
2: I gotcha. So um, so that was your first experience with a Star Wars. Um, and your favorite character is Yoda, correct? Am I wrong about that? No, you are absolutely right. That's cool, man. Uh, so do you spend a lot of your collecting focus and stuff on yoda and yoda related merchandise right
0: yes up until when i first started collecting i went you know balls out and was buying everything and then narrowed it down to yoda once i got older and you know bills and responsibilities
2: oh yeah i I, trust me i know about that and you know uh, a fiance that's like look man like i i like that you like star wars but we're not living in a star wars house we're not living that in a Star Wars-themed house, which is understandable. I had to break
0: that to her casually.
2: <laughs> well, it was... Uh, you know, I, I honestly never even had to hide it from Jesse. It's kind of hard to hide it when you have as many Star Wars tattoos as I do. Like, it came up pretty early. Like, yeah, I'm a little crazy about Star Wars. Right on. So... Have you... um. Have you gotten anything new Yoda-related? Any any new gem in your collection? always like hearing mm. about people's collecting.
0: Gem. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, not Yoda-related. I mean, I guess when Force Friday came around, I got the big $175 talking and moving Yoda, oh, but the, I haven't even opened it yet. Oh, you
2: haven't even opened the legendary Yoda?
0: No, it's one of them things, man. It, you see it out everywhere now. Right. You know, it... Walmart. We was at Walmart the other day, and they, it's on clearance for like sixty bucks now, and it's oh, like, yeah. oh, I paid one hundred and seventy-five dollars for that. I don't want
1: to open it. Wait, I'm ex- what? What's what? What is sixty bucks? Legendary uh, Yoda. Yeah, sixty bucks.
0: Mm-hmm. It's right around there. Yeah. Target. Walmart. Yeah, Market I've been seeing still that Walmart.
2: 80. Yeah um it's actually to the point now where i want to get one um because it's been marked down so much and plus i think it'd be kind of kick-ass to let legendary yoda fight my cats
0: oh my god because he chased a little bb-8 around
2: oh yeah dude uh bb-8 my bb-8 gets decapitated pretty regularly uh when i'm playing around with him because my cat walter hates him he hates (laughs) bb-8
0: It's like the new laser pointer.
2: It is. It is a, a much more expensive awesome laser pointer. Um what about you, Johnny? Have you gotten anything of note in your collecting search lately?
1: Um yeah, I got the uh the Darth Vader 6-inch Emperor's Wrath Walgreens exclusive. That's a hot ticket. Which I just is got it, that one. Yeah, it's a it's a real it's a real pain he has to find because I think each Walgreens only gets one. Oh. So, you know, you have to hope that the person, the people working at Walgreens doesn't have a collector's friend, and then you got to get lucky.
2: Well, you know, um, I was searching for the prototype Boba Fett, which was a Walgreens exclusive, and I never saw it in the wild once. The only time I ever saw it was at a con, and that's where I ended up getting it. Would you pay for it? Um I want to say f- probably $40, $45 bucks for it. That's not bad. They're, like, they're close to 100 right now on eBay. Yeah. yeah. Cause and, I want one. Cause, and I had the same problem with just regular Boba Fett. I didn't see him anywhere and ended up having to buy him at the same con, Pensacon. And uh, I think I paid maybe more for regular Boba Fett than I did prototype
1: Boba Fett. And you said that R2 is the hard one to get out of that first wave?
2: Yeah, I don't know what it is about R two. I don't know if he was short packed, meaning like he there was only one of him per case or something. But something about R two, he's impossible to find, and and he goes for a lot of money on like eBay and Amazon and stuff. Uh, I lucked out and got one, but uh, the last time I went to Pensacon, the guy that I bought my prototype Boba Fett from was like, "Well, do you have this or this?" You know, we were sort of talking black figures. Mm-hmm. And he specifically mentioned R2, and he was like, dude, I don't even have an R2. They're way too expensive for me right now.
0: Now, is, is the Yoda, the, does he only have the one Black Series? Because I only own one of them.
2: Yes, it's the one that's got, like, uh, the soft cloak. They call it a soft goods cloak.
0: He's yeah, it has got the, the blue stripe. Yeah,
2: that's the only Yoda that's come out, and he's actually kind of hard to find, too. It seems like he and the Emperor, I think they both came out in that same wave, and they can both be sort of hard to find. Right on. Um, so, what are your feelings about the prequels, Nick? That's typically where we go next.
0: Well, see, that's that's uh, that's another soft spot for me, because, like I said, I didn't come into the fandom... Until the special editions, and so I didn't get a first full, you know, Star Wars release until the Phantom Menace, and that was, you know, I was eighth grade or freshman year or something like that, you know, (laughs) it was right when I could start getting into stuff like that.
2: I think we, you and I, are probably a year apart, and I believe I was a sophomore when uh, Phantom Menace came out, so yeah, you were probably, what, freshman year, I think? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, so right around the same age for us.
0: Right. So I mean like like you're saying, Phantom Menace, uh before The Force Awakens came out, Phantom Menace has always been my number two Star Wars film and I catch a lot of flack for that, but the the prequels for the most part are up there, but my favorites of the prequels are always flipped from everybody else that you know, traditionally you always hear the Revenge of the Sith. Everyone loves that film. It's probably my least favorite of all the films. Oh really? Yeah. Oh,
2: wow. I mean, I'm not hating on it. I think my least favorite of the films is Attack of the Clones. Where's that one rank for you?
0: I've got that one at five, Behind A New Hope, and right above Empire Strikes Back.
2: Above Empire? You like Attack of the Clones better than Empire? Yes, I do. Shocking. I think, Shocking.
0: I think that has to do with the, the last... Ten minutes of Attack of the Clones more than anything though. Because
2: Yoda whipping ass finally. The first yes, time that I, was,
0: I mean that I, outside of Force Awakens was the only other film that I've ever seen multiple times in theater.
2: I think um I think that makes a lot of sense since you're a big Yoda fan. Like if the last ten minutes of Attack of the Clones had been Boba Fett whipping ass, I mean, you know. <laughs> right, yeah. I would have been all about it too. So I, I can get you on that one. Um what it well, uh what did you think of the Force Awakens?
0: Well, I I, I catch a lot of grief for being knee-jerk, and I mean, right now, it's my number one. I I have a hard time separating it from the other ones right now. And I mean, just tentatively, I guess, it's number one for me right now. But uh, it is a 10 out of 10 for me. I have no complaints with it whatsoever. I
2: I would say it's a 10 out of 10 for me, and I would say, as of now, I know it's going to change. It's my favorite, but I say that because it's the new Star Wars. It's the one I haven't seen 400 right. times it's, too, it's you know? too
0: hard to place it at this point
2: once once i can pick it up on blu-ray and you know watch it in sequence and really live with it for a little while then i, th- I think it's going to be pretty high i don't think it's going to drop very much but i have a hard time thinking that overall it's going to it's going to beat out empire for me because empire is my favorite
0: right that's traditionally you know where everyone usually leans towards oh i know i am a empire. big ball of
2: star wars cliche my favorite character is boba fett my favorite movie is empire i know but i don't give a fuck that's what i like i like boba fett yeah. and empire well the, i and mean
0: that... go ahead johnny
1: no, I you know the a lot of people think empire is is the best one is because you know i you know again not to be biased it it, it is the best one in a lot of ways for a lot of reasons And then so uh, actually to disagree with you, Hawes, I don't think you will change your opinion. I think because of the love you have for Boba Fett and the yoda introduction yeah and the and the big twist in the saga you know i am your father introduction there yeah uh i think when it's all said and done like five years from now when i ask you again i think you're gonna say episode five is still your favorite oh
2: i agree that's what i was saying i I was saying i don't think uh will replace that it could end up taking second for me though oh sure no doubt
1: um just well i was i was saying the other day like i love a new hope and right now a new hope is number two for me but it's such a slow-paced film. I know. And, and, yeah. and as
2: much as I love A New Hope, it's the very first Star Wars movie I saw. It's the only one I had on VHS for the longest time as a kid. So it's probably, you know, at a time it was the one I've, I've seen the most. Um, but it, it, when you watch it compared to any of the other Star Wars movies, it's sort of weird. To to watch in retrospect, just because of yeah, its sort the of pacing is different. Slow yeah, sure. pacing and just you know, uh, a lot of people want to compare uh, TFA and A New Hope, but I think on pacing alone, TFA stands on its own. You know what you I see, mean?
0: That's one of the one of the points that I have a problem with a lot of times, and especially on Twitter, is you you catch a lot of them people saying it's so much like A New Hope. I, I feel like The Force Awakens is more a mashup of A New Hope and Empire. Because, I mean, just like with Empire, Empire's got the big, you know, cliffhanger uh, ending, and so does TFA. I mean, uh, I I see aspects in both, but uh, to hit on the point Johnny was making about A New Hope, I feel like, even though it's slower paced, I feel like there's just so many more iconic scenes in that film that you can pull from. I mean, there's... I mean, all all the Star Wars have all their, you know, iconic scenes, but they just... uh, George Lucas did a remarkable job of just making certain scenes just be so much more bigger than they were.
2: Well, you know, something that, um, and it's not a a complaint that will take a point away from The Force Awakens for me, and I'd be interested to see how you guys feel about this, but to me, one of the small downfalls of the pacing of The Force Awakens is the fact that, like, you know, when you go into the cantina in A New Hope, he sort of does like these porn shots of all the aliens. You know what I'm saying? You get like a nice, <laughs> get
0: the profile,
2: like a nice good look at each of the aliens, and you get a second to be like, "Holy shit! What's that guy? What's that guy? Holy shit! There's right. Boshek. I still don't really know. I feel like I know what the aliens in Maz's cantina look like. It happened- right
0: that that shot you're talking about. It seems like it's just rushed <laughs> through during that time
2: you know what i'm saying it's and it's not a necessarily a complaint but to me it is a little bit of a bummer that like you know they they hyped up these practical effects and puppets and you know real costumes and then when the big scene comes when we're supposed to see all these they kind of rush by it you know what i mean right so i mean what do you think johnny
1: i think uh you're 100% right i would have liked to have uh taken in some of the atmosphere into uh, in Maz's palace. Right. Uh, you know, like, uh, who, who's the uh, the Bosk on steroids? That guy? Right. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Do you guys know his name? No. Oh, I have his, like, Star Wars card trader
0: card. They have a book with him don't they
2: yeah there's a well and the the lady that's sitting on her lap she has uh her own little short story Bazine. yeah Bazine. And, and i i think a uh, uh part of it with the names and stuff you know i think it's just going to take a little while for us to realize you know to learn everybody's name and associate them with the characters but for instance i think uh, uh besides uh Vazine or Bazine whatever her name is the only other creature i know the name of in Maz's cantina are the little werewolf guys and they're the Hask triplets and the yep. only reason i know that is from Star Wars card trader
0: yeah i was going to say i get a lot of my names from card trader
2: Grumgar Grumgar that's his name yep Well, see they i'll never forget that that big ass uh fat bosk me if i was bosk is uh Grumgar
1: and the other guy I like in there is uh, Captain Thano. Tano?
2: Oh, Captain Athano, the Crimson Corsair? Yes, yes. yes.
1: See, once the again, Boba Fett of this film.
2: Yeah, I mean, uh, once again, I wouldn't know his name if it wasn't for the fact that he had a short story that was called the Crimson Corsair. You know what I mean? Granted, it's not like when we saw A New Hope. We weren't like, oh, that that werewolf guy's name is Lack Sivrak. You know, we, that stuff we had to learn later.
0: Well, I mean, it, like, like Johnny was saying, uh, there's even, you know, when it's all said and done and we get all our information later, uh, Warwick Davis' character is in that cantina scene. And I mean, it's just like a quick flyby of him. And you figure it being Warwick Davis, you get to, you know, see him a little more. Yeah, you know, that's weird. I hadn't
2: even considered the fact that I didn't know who Warwick Davis was playing. And uh, I knew he was in the movie somewhere. I just haven't thought about that. You know, uh, my favorite creature, it's not even a creature, it's a droid. My favorite thing in that cantina is the droid that contacts the resistance.
0: Oh, the one oh. that's got the little drive-in speaker for a mouth.
2: Yeah, and he, if you look closely, he's Boba Fett colors. He's green, red, and yellow.
0: I, I didn't notice that.
2: Yeah, yeah, you'll have to... You, that's another card trader card that you can get out there. And... uh Maybe take a closer look at him and, and see that my boy's painted like Boba Fett. <coughs> so um, we did the prequels. We did P- TFA. What do we normally? What else do we normally do? Shit, I feel like I got I got off talking about that damn droid in Maz's castle. Was there anything like you say you have no complaints? But is there anything that not even a complaint, but? Just the smallest criticism. Was there anything that didn't strike a chord uh, yes. or didn't sit right with you in TFA?
0: Two things, and I'm I'm going to get blasted for the second one. I know, but the the first thing is the Wrathars, and I think everybody kind of feels like maybe the Wrathars, you know, don't really fit well within what we're used to in Star Wars, you know. Right. Uh, but the second thing is just every time Leia talked, I don't I don't know if it was she. Uh, I don't. I don't know if there's a way she spoke, the way she articulated her lines. It just, just it, it didn't. It didn't feel like the way Han was in the movie. I mean, Harrison Ford was so great in the movie, and then to be interacting with Leia, and it just looked like she was just reading lines off a of paper to me. You
2: know, I wonder if some of that was. You know, she she doesn't do a lot of acting nowadays, and it, she definitely hasn't been in a movie of Star Wars caliber in a long time so it could have been nerves like who knows what was going on you know i think mm-hmm. and and i don't want to sound like an asshole but i want to say or i'm going to say when i first heard that they were all coming back i was like that's awesome man i bet you carrie fisher is going to be a train wreck that was just, <laughs> you know what i'm saying that was just my right. first thoughts and i'm not trying to be a dick i'm just being honest with you guys you're my boys Um, right but we
0: all love Carrie Fisher I mean
2: oh yes we do (laughs) Johnny has spelled out for me how much he loves Carrie Fisher
1: yeah it can get it can get dirty
2: um (laughs) so in that regard you know as quote unquote nervous as I was about her I ended up being pleasantly surprised you know I I, I felt like she she looked like Leia like you know I don't want to sound like an asshole but we're used to seeing Harrison Ford. We've seen Harrison Ford get old. You know what I'm saying? It was,
0: right, yeah, I see where you're going. Right, it, I agree. It,
2: it wasn't as shocking to see old Harrison Ford. We don't see as much of Carrie Fisher unless you're, you know, a mega fan that looks up interviews and checks out her appearances in TV shows and stuff. And, um, you know, the last time I remember seeing Carrie Fisher in a movie that I was at in the theater was Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. And that was back in, like, oh God. 2001. You're talking 14 years ago. So, you I'm know. Camel
1: Hamill was in that, too.
2: He was. He was.
1: Um, Horrible.
0: I, I think people have, you know, hit on it, uh, even on social media and even other podcasts. It was almost like they went too far out of their way to try to make her look younger or better than she does naturally. They didn't have to do all the... Doctoring up. I mean, with her makeup, it even made it look like you know, like she might have just got dentures or something. The way she's talking,
2: you know. I mean, who knows? Maybe she did have some sort of dental work before. You know, that happens. Like she's like, "Shit, I'm going to be on Star Wars. I better get my my teeth is freshened up." Um, I guess that could be it. You know, honestly, though, if it's the difference between, um, not having. Carrie Fisher play Leia and having the Leia we had in TFA I'd rather have TFA Leia all day it's more important to me that she's in there you know what I mean then oh yeah
0: definitely not a recast type of thing oh
2: no or just write her out if they had just written her out because they were like damn Carrie Fisher's gotten old that would I mean a the fanboys and fangirls would have burned Lucasfilm to the ground for that and B, like that would just be fucked up. I, you know, I don't care what Carrie Fisher looks like. It's more important to me that Leia shows back up.
0: Well, yeah, like everyone says, I think they wanted to give all of us hardcore fanboys what we wanted, and that was, you know, the big three, big four, back on screen together.
2: Yeah, although we never got that really. No, no huge reunion. We didn't get to see. And if I had, I mean, I know, it, and there's no changing it, but i just kind of wish we had gotten one scene with luke han leia Chu you know what i'm saying the old crew back right. together but right this trilogy is not the place for that if we want that i guess we got to go look in the original trilogy
1: yeah they were rarely together in the original trilogy too
2: i know I if you really, really think about it like they get split up all the time
1: like if someone counted the minutes i bet you it's under a half hour for all three films that was something that shocked me not too long ago that I read,
0: is how much screen time Vader has in uh, the original films. I think it was Empire, he's got the least screen time, and that that, that was shocking to me. That was news to me, and that was here the past couple weeks. And you know... But he's the re- not on it as much.
2: The reason it's so shocking to you is because of the impact the character of Darth Vader has. You know what I mean? You don't need right. him in every scene for him to make make the movie, basically. Like... You know, uh, he's he's such a presence throughout the whole trilogy that you don't need him all the time, which is impressive. That's that's a a sign of good movie making, in my op- in opinion.
0: But I mean, would you say Kylo Ren is is already uh, on screen more than he was in any of the old films?
2: Um, I want to say Kylo Ren probably had more screen time than Vader in a single film. You know what I'm saying? I don't right, know if you can. I'm, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Um. And, uh, you know, I just think that may be the nature of filmmaking nowadays and also more of the nature of Kylo Ren as a character. You know, uh, Vader is almost meant to be the boogeyman, the man of few words. You know what I'm saying? Um, Right. The imposing presence that just, you know, makes an impact when he shows up, does what he needs to do, and
1: gets his point across. (coughs) Um, So... Ga ninety seven is that droid you like with the Boba Fett colors in the Phantom Menace? R-
2: oh, in uh, the fa- in the Force Awakens, you mean?
1: Oh yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, the Force Awakens. So
2: it, you you saw a picture of him. He does indeed have Boba Fett colors, right? I'm not. Yeah,
1: I was. Uh, I flipped through my my uh, Star Wars card trader app and I found him.
2: You know what's funny is the first time we saw that movie, we came back to my house and Will was like, "Did you notice that that droid in Maz's castle was painted up like Boba Fett?"
0: And I was like, wow, I can't believe he picked that out.
2: Yeah, I was like, man, get the fuck out of here. Are you serious? And sure enough, now every time I go see The uh, Force Awakens, I can't help but notice his color scheme. Uh, do you guys uh, think we'll ever see Boba Fett in the sequel trilogy?
0: Mm. No. Yeah, I have to go with Johnny and say no, but I, I do think we'll see him in the the Han, the Han movie, whatever. Without a doubt. Uh, yeah whenever we get that or wherever it's set i think i think that might actually be your uh boba fett spinoff movie as well uh oh really you think uh, the Han? That's, that's my opinion
2: see i kind of wonder if um and, and i got to say before we get to that i i agree with you guys i don't think we're gonna see uh boba fett in the sequel trilogy which bums me out because i would like to see boba fett but it also makes sense um I think they're probably, I, I agree with you guys that we'll see Boba Fett in the um, Han Solo movie, but I think it'll almost be sort of a, a backdoor way to bring him back in and then have the next anthology be a Boba Fett movie. You see what I'm saying?
0: Right, you're you're hard up for a, a full-on Boba Fett movie by itself, right?
2: <laughs> oh, yeah, man. I, I was convinced um, that that was going to be the first spinoff movie. I was convinced the very first spinoff movie was going to be Boba Fett. In fact, it might have been but fucking
1: that Joshua Trank tanked.
2: Yeah, (laughs) that's the thing. Um, I really want to talk to Jason for making Star Wars to see what he knows about that and I'm not trying to get any scoop or anything but just to see if he's heard any word that that was actually a Boba Fett movie that he was working on. I know that's been rumored, but I just didn't know if, you know, anybody had any information that sort of backs up that rumor. Uh, Speaking of Jason from making star Wars, did you guys see my two scoops that I I... saw the one? Yeah. I turned in scoops to making star Wars today. I'm a regular old scooper shit scooper. Um, You know, I keep mentioning this Pensacon um, comic-con that I always go to every year. Uh, Well, this year, they were supposed to have Peter Mayhew, who plays uh, Chewbacca, Tim Rose, who plays Admiral Ackbar, and uh, Mike Quinn, the guy behind and Numb. Nice. And in the last two days, all three of them have canceled because of film commitments. So... You know, with the rumors going around that, you know, episode eight is going to be um, filming here in the next couple of weeks. It's pretty obvious what they called off for. You know what I'm saying? Right. That is pretty cool. I mean, it was a given that Chewie was going to be in episode eight. Like, who would who would think that Chewie wouldn't be? Um, But it's nice to hear. Like, you know, I know Peter Mayhew isn't the most able-bodied guy nowadays he's getting kind of old and has some mobility issues so it's nice to hear that they're you know gonna get him back again
1: well i would i would keep him around just as like a uh a, a chewbacca coach a consultant you know what I mean? yeah yeah you i know, agree this is how he would move this is how he would shake his head like you know because what the magic of chewbacca is those little like head tilts and quirks that like helps express like what he's really saying you know what, and, you know, Peter Mayhew created that, and this yeah. new, you know, former basketball player guy, you know, doesn't know that. So even if Mayhew is never in the suit, not even for like a sitting close-up, right? You, you have to have him on set to coach this kid.
2: Exactly, I totally agree. And you know, Kenny Baker, uh, the guy that was that used to be inside R two, he was credited as R two D two consultant on The Force Awakens. Um, right now. Uh, I'm pretty sure that's partially because, once again, he is not exactly, you know, the youngest guy anymore. And also, uh, what the fuck would he have had to do in The Force Awakens? You know what I'm saying? R2-D2 was on screen for, what, three minutes, maybe?
0: Oh, God, I don't even know if you can say that much. Yeah, I I
2: was about to say, that's pretty generous, three minutes, even. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, three minutes is very generous.
2: Um. But you, you know what one of my uh, favorite R2D2 mo- or not R2D2 shit uh, uh Chewbacca moments has always been um when he puts his his hands behind his head when yeah. um Han Solo says Wookiees have been known to rip uh, arms out of the sockets or whatever and he like right. gloats and puts his I love that Chewie moment. Oh man, I love that part.
0: We um, all have to agree though. I mean Force Awakens Chewie's best movie, right?
2: Oh, I think so. I think Force Awakens is Chewie's best movie.
1: I really, really wish he ripped someone's arm off, though. Are we ever going to see it?
2: Well, you know, what's interesting about that is, uh, you know, I went back and did my homework after the movie and went back and read all the spoiler posts on making Star Wars and stuff. Just because I found it interesting to see, like, how they broke the movie. You know what I'm saying? And, like, what little, like, even the weird little stuff that they got right. Um, and there was a scene that they were talking about where, I guess, someone tried to um, bully Ray or Finn in Maz's cantina. And Oh,
1: that's right. I read that.
2: And Chewie ended yep. up ripping their arm out of their socket.
1: I remember. Yeah, I wish.
2: So, yeah, that's a bu- I wonder if that's something we'll end up seeing in maybe the deleted scenes and stuff on um, The Force Awakens.
1: That would have been
0: one of them things to probably push the rating pretty far, though, right?
2: Yeah, but you got to think, like, a dude's arm gets cut off in A New Hope, and you see it laying on the ground, and it's all bloody and stuff. Yeah, the
1: Wapa lost an arm.
2: Yeah, you don't have to necessarily show, like, the actual arm getting torn off. You can imply it and then show, you know, Chewie with the arm in his hand, and maybe it's not so bad. The Wapa lost
1: an arm, and it was a PG movie.
0: Just yeah. maybe the silhouette, the shadow on the back wall, like showing it happen or something. Yeah,
2: yeah. Like you can get the point. Really, the best time for Chewie to have pulled an arm off would have been after Han got killed. And oh, don't goes, let me write yeah. this movie. <laughs> che- <laughs> Chewie would have ripped everybody's arm off. He'd have that's, gone that, fucking. That's crazy. What I would have done. Oh man, it would have been awesome if instead of shooting Kylo with the. Uh, the uh what is that thing called the the uh, fuck bo-caster. Bo-caster, the bowcaster yes instead of shooting with the bowcaster he grabbed a hold of kylo and ripped one of his arms off right but,
1: that's what i really wish that happened
2: i guess that would have made that in lightsaber battle a little little tougher to pull off though huh
1: yeah more believable that they can hang
2: well, you know what? That's that's a good point. If Kylo's having to fight one-armed, then maybe you wouldn't hear these stupid complaints of like, oh, how did Finn and Ray stand up against him? They've never really fought with a lightsaber. So um, I've got an email from our buddy Joe, but before we get to that, I want to do our last point we normally do with a new listener, or not new listener, new uh, guest. Nick, what do you want to see um, in episode eight? Or e- even in the trilogy going forward.
0: Well, like like I was saying earlier with the prequels, I mean, I I like the Jedi Order, but even with all their flaws and you know seeing where they were failed as an overall and it didn't work out, I want to see I want to see Luke's Jedi Order. I want to see you know more than one Jedi on the screen. Working together.
2: <sighs> yeah, man. You're, w- I'm with you on that. You've probably heard me say that on pretty much every damn episode of this podcast. Like, Right. I, 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 as a kid, I always thought of, you know, oh, so after Return of the Jedi, Luke basically had his own, you know, a quote unquote army of Jedi that he trained. And like they kept peace in the galaxy, which seems like, you know, kind of what he was going for before everything went to shit.
0: And and you know, to uh, another thing, I'd like to see, and I'd like to get your guys' opinion on. I mean, uh, as much my factuation with uh, the Phantom Menace and Darth Maul and his double-bladed lightsaber, and you know, everybody keeps saying yes, no. Uh, I, I personally want to see Ray with the uh, you know the good guy double-bladed lightsaber. That's that's another thing I'd like to see.
2: You know what? I'm I'm down with that. And to me, it even makes a lot of sense having her fight with a staff. I know mm-hmm. a lot of people just think that she's going to use Luke's lightsaber, like she had in the end of the movie, which I would be okay with. But to me, they made a point in Return of the Jedi that Luke's Jedi training was complete when he built his own lightsaber. You right, know they, they hit
0: on that in the Clone Wars, too. I, yeah. That's, that's how I look at it, is part of your Jedi training is is building your own saber, and that's that's something I'd like to see. I like the way the double-bladed saber brings in a different uh, combat style to the fights. I mean, right. not that any of them are um, boring or needing it, but it's just like with Kylo's saber. I liked seeing the different the crossguard saber. I, right. I was never like, oh, man, I don't, I don't know about that. As soon as he lit that thing up in the first te- teaser we saw, it was like, oh, perfect, you know, a new lightsaber. I like it.
2: What do you think uh, her uh, path as a lightsaber user is going to be, Johnny?
1: I'd like to see her keep the, uh, the Bespin Anakin Luke lightsaber, the original, the OG. Right on. Just because I'm a very nostalgic person. I am too, and to me,
2: I, I, I like the aspect of how lightsabers are almost sort of like, I don't know, religious relics or, you know what I'm saying, historical relics. You know what I mean? like um, like the the passing down of the you know Anakin saber to Luke and then possibly to his daughter or whatever Ray ends up being. You know what I'm saying? but mm-hmm. also, I you know, not to be too cynical, I also kind of feel like you give uh uh you know, uh, Ray her own lightsaber. That's a new lightsaber toy you can sell. That's a new fucking yep. expensive-ass Force FX lightsaber I'm going to want. <laughs> but, you know, who knows? Do you think we'll ever see, um, and I know this is actually a, a, a subject that's a little touchy for you, Johnny, I think. Do you yeah, think we'll yeah. ever see uh, anything besides your blue, green, um, red <laughs> lightsabers in the <this> sequel trilogy? <laughs> You're asking me or, or
1: Nick? I'm at, well, both of you. I, I want both of your inputs.
0: Go ahead, Johnny.
1: I hope not. I hope I hope JJ is uh, old-fashioned like myself and just believe in the uh, the red for the bad guys and the green, blue for the good guys. Right on. Right on. Even but, if
0: it's just not purple?
1: Yeah, I don't care. No, purple didn't purple didn't bother me the color didn't bother me the fact that samuel jackson fucking had the nerve to break <laughs> tradition and ask george lucas on the spot while a fucking documentary was being filled I asked him on camera can i have a purple lightsaber what the fuck is george lucas gonna say no and look like a dick and he hinted at, he's like, well, you know, they've they, they've always been uh, uh green, green and uh, yeah, blue, and and, and fucking, fucking, and fucking Samuel Jackson kept pushing them. So then he was like, all right, maybe I'll see what I can do. Maybe,
2: um, I like the different colored lightsabers, um, just because I sort of grew up reading the EU and playing video games and stuff like that, where they had different ones, you know. I think it would be a sort of ridiculous to where – if it got to the point in the EU where, like – I mean, there was some crazy shit going on, gold-colored lightsabers and things like that.
0: Those um, are about to come up in Rebels, aren't they?
2: Well, the thing is, is there are some, some colors that are quote-unquote canon. <laughs> um that the temple guards right yeah they use yellow sabers or yellowish gold and then you know ahsoka in the new season of rebels has white sabers white sabers i sound like a guy with a speech impediment <laughs> trying to say like <laughs> Tyson just show i'm going to turn on my white saber my white saber <laughs> woodakwis this white saber is woodakwis mm-hmm. um and then uh, y- and also we saw black lightsaber the dark saber that pre Vizsla had in the Clone Wars, um,
0: that one was more shaped like a like a sword, though. Yeah,
2: wasn't the, it? the blade was was very katana looking, and he said yeah, it. Hilt was like two feet long. Yeah, and he even says that it's it's an ancient lightsaber that he stole out of the Jedi Temple or something. Um, <laughs> I think you know having a black saber on screen would look weird, so I think we can count that out. I don't think we'll ever see a black lightsaber. Um, As far as the other ones goes, I think it's kind of up in the air. I think maybe for the saga films, you know, we might only see, you know, your blues, your greens, your reds, maybe a purple if they're feeling squirrely. Um, And then, you know, for the outlier stuff, animated shows and comics and video games, we'll see, you know, the other colors become quote unquote canon and, and used by other characters.
0: Right, I think about a year ago. That was one of the arguments. Well, I shouldn't say arguments. One of the first the debates I had with people on social media in the Star Wars community was, uh, I could have sworn up and down back when Attack of the Clones came out in theaters that during the Geonosis battle scene in the Coliseum, I I was under the impression for the longest time that there was a bunch of different colored lightsabers lit up at that moment. But I I apparently got that one wrong.
2: Well, you know what what it is is. It- it's a weird lighting trick. Some of the green sabers in that scene do look a little yellow, the ones in the background, but it's because of the lighting or something. I I remember that okay. actually, right on. Um, right on, But I think it is more of a lighting trick and just sort of you know than it in actually being a, a yellow saber.
0: Um, how about
1: that, uh, how about that scene in New Hope that they still never corrected where he's training with the uh, the Jedi floating ball. Where his lightsaber looks white at times. How the fuck have they never been able to fix that? I know. I'm. I'm gonna. If I ever meet George Lucas, that's that's gonna be my question. You, you know, I mean, he, like how do you miss that with all the fucking passes you made in this movie? Like color that fucking thing blue, bro. Like
0: like he is though. Did he did he miss that or was it one of them intentional things he likes to do? He, I,
2: I mean, that's a good question. You uh, at this point, no.
1: You see the pole. You see you if you freeze it on like Blu-ray. You see, like, the stick.
2: See, that's the thing. Like, as a kid, I just always remembered it being blue in the, the original versions. You know what I'm saying? And then when it came out in the special edition, I remember being like, it's a weird, almost like a pale bluish green. You know what I mean? It really uh, cl- very close to white. It's got the slightest blue tint to it. And then, yeah, I, I, it's one of those things I always look for when they put out a new edition. I remember when they put it out on DVD, it almost had a yellowish tint to it, like a weird white, off white. You know what I mean?
1: I don't no, know. No, not yellow. You, you better check your TV, bro. Yeah, <laughs> <he> <laughs> that could have very well been it. Um, <laughs> no, I know what you mean. And then,
2: um, and I thought for sure when they came out on Blu ray, uh, it would finally be like the color blue you're expecting it to be and it never is i wonder what it is that that they why or if there's something going on where they can't fix it i can't see it foresee it being something that they can't fix
0: maybe it had something to do with the lighting on the set or something that made it show through so bad
2: it could be it's just one of those things i would have expected by now they would have totally Fixed. fixed Because yeah. the color of it, and for instance, I always go to like a, The Last Duel and The Empire Strikes Back, like, that's the blue I'm looking for. That's my favorite lightsaber color right there. Just that classic, like, vivid blue. And you don't really see it in that scene. It's weird.
0: And it even Didn't looks... they use a different method in The Force Awakens to avoid that? Well, you, uh,
2: from what I understand, um, they actually used basically high-end force fx lightsabers like that actually lit up and stuff so that you know it would help them like you know a, a lightsaber should cast the color of the blade on the user you know what i mean um, Right. and so they they made those kind of lightsabers for the force effect or the force effects the force awakens to um to help with that lighting so like they would actually cast the color of their blade on the user which I think is cool. Yeah. So, do you have anything else you want to see in uh, episode eight besides uh, maybe Ray with a double-bladed lightsaber?
0: Uh, you know, more of the Knights of Ren for sure. Yeah, I'd like to see a lot of that. Uh, if if force, they still force ghosts, that's true. That's true. Uh,
1: I'd like to see a force ghost too. I like to see the Yoda way, talk to Luke. The
0: way Snoke refers to the Knights of Ren when he's talking to Kylo, you, you figure, you know, there's still some around somewhere.
2: Yeah, he, uh, he he does refer to him as Master of the Knights of Ren. If there's no more Knights of Ren, what's the purpose of even calling him the Master? You know what I'm saying? Right, yeah. So, mm-hmm. Solid, solid. You know, that, it, <laughs> it makes sense to me that they're out there somewhere and would sort of give us some, um, you know, sort of, quote unquote major villains that you could kill off in cool battle scenes and stuff going forward. Maybe they'll
1: be like the bounty hunter row in Empire Strikes Back. Right. That's what I was kinda of thinking.
2: They would be kind of like, you know, the Forlom and the Zuckus and Dengar right with, the, yeah. with the diaper That'd on his great. head.
0: <clears throat> but me being me, Force Ghost Yoda is, you know that's probably number one for me. I you know, that's that's what I'm looking for.
2: I think that's Probably the most likely Force Ghost for us to see. Um, maybe Obi-Wan, but they would... The the problem with Obi-Wan is you could get um, Ewan McGregor to come back, no problem. Like, he came back to do one line for The Force Awakens. But having already seen, uh, you know, old Obi-Wan Force Ghost, do you maybe do Ewan McGregor just as a voice instead of a a full body apparition as they would say in the ghostbusters.
0: Right. Right. Well, yeah. And you know how Lucas was all about the continuity when he went in and changed uh, force ghost Anakin at the end of return of the Jedi and stuff like that. And the emperor and the hologram and all that, it would I yeah. feel like that would be one of those things that would uh, conflict with it. Uh, it. That one would be the furthest stretch since we've seen Alec Guinness so much. Right. It, it, you're kind of lapsing in time there, but if any of them, uh, I like that you think that Yoda's the best shot. I was thinking in the back of my mind would have been the Hayden Christensen uh, Force Ghost. I figure they, uh, I figured with even the storyline of the Force Awakens, he would for sure be one of the ones they'd they'd bring back.
2: Now, this is the thing. Would I? I personally would not care. I'd be stoked to see Hayden Christensen Force Ghost. Unfortunately, the stigma of Hayden Christensen as Anakin kind of, in my mind, makes him the least likely to show up in Force Ghost form. Now, if he did, you would not hear me complaining. And as a storyline, it does make sense, especially with Kylo's um, obsession with Vader. Having Anakin's Force Ghost try to reach out to him to be like, yo, dude, chill out. This is not what I was about. You know what I'm saying? To mm-hmm. to me, that would make a lot of sense. I just wonder if they would do that because of, you know, sort of the the public feeling, uh, you know, opinion and sort of backlash to Hayden Christensen as Anakin. It could,
0: it could also be a redeeming point for him, though, too.
2: I oh, mean, absolutely. I've heard lots, of,
0: lots of arguments on, you know, the script or, uh, he, you know, he was directed to, you know, act the way he did in the prequel films whether that's true or not i don't know because i kind of have that you know bad taste in my mouth too but you know maybe it can be one of them redeeming things because i mean christensen's not at the you know he's not at the age of the big three right know, to where he should still be able to pull something out and act you know
2: what do you think johnny do you think we would end up seeing hayden christensen vader Force
1: ghost I don't think we'd see him in the sequel trilogy. I am hoping for a uh, Darth Vader in Rogue One and maybe a scene with his helmet off and having a scarred-up, you know, Hayden, bald Hayden Christensen. I'd like to see that. I like, I like that.
2: Now, see, that, I would. I don't know that anything could impress me. Like, I would see that and be like, Gareth Edwards has some fucking balls, and I respect that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, for yeah. him to be like... Fuck, who cares what people think of Hayden Christensen? He was Anakin. I'm going to use him for this one scene where we see
1: Vader with his helmet off. I would have nothing but respect for that dude. Yeah, just like Empire. Just like, I mean, obviously his helmet has to come off for whatever reason. Charge the battery, fucking eat something. I don't know. I'm not Vader. I don't get
0: it. <laughs> Charge the battery.
1: He's got but the fucking <laughs> helmet comes off. I know it does. I saw it. Episode 5. Like
0: you said, him having balls to do it. I mean, you know, The Force Awakens still uses, you know, different callbacks to the prequel.
2: Yeah. Now, you know, if if I had my way, there would have been a few more callbacks to the prequels. You know what I'm saying? And I say that just because I kind of get tired of the the prequel hate. Um, But when you think about the real callbacks to the prequels they were sort of minor it was nice that they were in there you know we get a little throwaway line about maybe they should be a clone army and i loved
0: it loved it oh
2: me too i was like fuck yeah fuck yeah prequel reference because i honestly wasn't expecting it and so i would
1: have put i would have put a strung out on crack alcoholic Jar Jar in Maz's palace in the background. <laughs> and, and to me, you know what? I would have... That, just to like me, would have made me look like
2: J.J. J. Abrams even more. Like, the, one of the things that I, I felt was kind of shitty about J.J. J. Abrams in the lead-up to The Force Awakens was he was like, you know, I've considered putting Jar Jar's bones in this scene. like Yes. And, yes. you know, I realized that he probably wasn't serious. He was just cracking a joke, you know, to try and be funny. But,
0: you know, like...
2: Fuck it. Lay lay off the Jar Jar thing, man. That was years ago. How
0: disconnected with your fan base do you have to be to not know that Jar Jar has been, he's that dead horse that's just been beat for such a long time?
2: Yeah, the Jar Jar jokes are old at this point. So, you know, if if J.J. Abrams, like, I'd make no bones about it. Like, I I love some J.J. Abrams. I liked him before Star Wars, so I was super stoked when he got the job. But uh, if he really wanted to gain my respect, he would have put Jar Jar in a scene. Like you said, just in the yep. background, like drunk, hanging out at the uh, canteen. Passed
0: out at the bar, tongue hanging out, drooling. <laughs> you know, looking a, l-
2: looking a little gray around the gills. Hey.
1: Um.
2: So, uh, <clears throat> do you think, I, I was thinking about this the other day, and I'm trying to think if I can, um, if I remember it. Or if I can remember what I was thinking about, it was in in regards to episode eight. Um, do you think we're going to see uh, Lando? Well, maybe it was Lando. Yes. I think Lando's a given.
1: You know, it's, I don't. I don't think it's a given. But I really want it.
0: If they're going to continue fan service the way they did with this film, which almost sounds like you know, it almost sounds like a four letter word when people say fan service to it that's another thing that's been driving me nuts with the critics of the force away is fan service fan service but i mean if they they really want to appease the masses i think yeah i think i think you got to have lando
2: i mean to me it would be way too weird to go this whole new trilogy without even a mention of lando you know what i'm saying he's a big deal uh towards the end of the first trilogy <laughs> You know what I'm saying? No
0: relation. No relation. No relation to Finn. Relation Hall, to Finn. <laughs> no, no,
2: he's not going to end up being Finn's dad. But like, yes, that,
0: he is a big deal.
2: Um, and and I think you know, once again, not to be a cynic, like I almost feel like they, you know, he wanted to be part of Episode Seven. He mentioned it in some interviews and stuff, and maybe they were like, "Look, you know, we really don't have the room for you. You know, it's it's a a huge cast as it is. Look, we're getting rid of Harrison." And and we'll have you in in the next one. But in the meantime, why don't we bring you in to be in this Star Wars cartoon we've got going on? Oh, right. You know, almost sort of like a, a consolation prize until he could come in and, and be in Episode 8 or 9. He
1: I was uh, he was really good in that episode of Rebels, too.
2: <laughs> yeah, he was. <laughs> uh, uh, I, the, the whole Rebels hole is something we could go down. Uh, and maybe we will. Do you guys want to help me with an email real quick? Yeah, I'm down. Okay, cool. It's um it's from our buddy Joe, who actually the last time he wrote in was the last time that Johnny was on the show. Uh oh. So uh and this is what he had to say, and it actually sort of ties back into what you were talking about earlier, Nick, with the uh Luke Skywalker Jedi Order stuff. Hello hell hell. Hello again, Halls and Will. Sorry, buddy Will's not here. First let me say how much of an honor that you took so much time to discuss my last email on your podcast since that email there have been another to- there has been another topic i wanted to get your thoughts on but i couldn't articulate the one word that drives my question the word is idealistic hopefully this won't be another tome and is more succinct the question is this was luke skywalker too ideal idol- I- Ild- idealist oh my god
0: idealistic. I'm, I'm having yeah, a stroke
2: here on the email so anytime <laughs> that that comes up i'm just gonna pause and let y'all carry it all right okay yeah um, to successfully start the new jedi order let me reread that sentence again the question is was luke skywalker too idealistic to su- successfully
0: start the new <laughs> jedi order perfect perfect <laughs> When you I, said you wanted help with the email, I didn't know that's what you meant. Right.
2: I'm damn near illiterate, guys. You should know this by now. I jotted down some notes that I'll share in bullet point rather than the paragraph form. Luke correctly identified that there was still good in Vader and eventually saved his father by not turning to the dark side. Could this have given Luke false hope that he could turn anybody back from the dark side? Obi-Wan and Yoda both wanted Luke to, re- to destroy Vader. Even his sister wanted him to run from him rather than try to save him. Two old Jedi who survived Order 66 and his militaristic sister thought he could do something other than try to save Anakin because they are more granted in how... Oh, shit. What is going on? Technical difficulties. Yeah, right? Yeah, I'm, like I was just having trouble scrolling. I'm using a phone I'm not used to because you guys are coming through my phone. Here we go. We don't know how Ben Ben Solo grew to hate his father to the point that Han and Leia send him to be trained by Luke. Although we don't know the why, we do know that Ben was already not the best kid. Was Luke so idealistic,
1: idealistic sorry. <laughs> about
2: the light side that he couldn't relate to Ben, which opened the door for Snoke to recruit him to the dark side. There's a sense I get from fans that Luke has had become immediately wise in the decades following episode six from another perspective. What if the fall of the new Jedi order was what crashed, uh, what crashed his idealism? Maybe he only gained weight. Oh my God. Gained weight. Maybe he only gained wisdom following such a great failure and was so despondent about how the world works that he went into seclusion. I myself try to focus and accentuate the good things and people in life. At the same time, I'm aware that it's not all puppies and rainbows. There are bad people out there who do bad things to his credit. Luke did physically fight the empire rather than just singing, give peace a chance. So clearly he wasn't against using violence. But I can't get past the thought that we're going to learn that after Episode 6, Luke simply wasn't equipped with a realistic look on life to start up a new Jedi Order. Keep up the good work on your podcast. Well, thanks for writing in, Joe. Sorry I fucked up your email, buddy. Um, So, more or less, he's wanting to know, more or less, do you guys think that Luke was adequately prepared to start a new Jedi order after the end of return of the Jedi.
1: Yeah. I don't, um, I don't, I don't think he was ill prepared. I don't think he fucked up. I think, you know, what happened is exactly what, you know, Leia said happened that Snoke corrupted her boy,
2: Mm -hmm.
1: you know, and sold him on the idealism of the empire right that that rate that uh Vader's initial mission, let's say unify the galaxy under one ruler. let's just say that's you know, just sum it up, make it easy, right, you know and and Snoke and Kylo or Snoke convinced Kylo that that's what needs to be done, and that's what your grandfather wanted, and you have your grandfather's power. you can be like him, you can unify the galaxy under one ruler, you know, I'll help you lead. I'm an old man right now, I'm old man Snoke. But when I pass away, then it could be yours to lead. That you know that was Vader's plan. You know, and, and I'm just making half this shit up, just based on the t- two fucking lines of dialogue from the from uh, the Force Awakens. But I think, you know, it wasn't Luke's fault at all. You know, and like when right. Han said, you know, you know Luke couldn't reach him. He's a Jedi. You know, it, it wasn't about reaching him. It was about like, here we are. We're going through some training. You know, I'm, I'm turning some awesome kids into some awesome Jedi's. And then, you know, behind the scenes, Snoke corrupts, you know, uh, Ben Solo. And I don't I don't blame <laughs> you for that. Like, I don't I don't blame Yoda for fucking Anakin. Right. Right. Or Obi-Wan, I guess. You know, right. I blame Qui-Gon, though. Fuck that guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Um, no, because no, fuck that. Like, just real quick. OK, they told him no. They told him no sorry go ahead <laughs> but
0: as a whole how how right was the jedi in their thinking then either i mean the jedi failed too as a whole yeah right?
1: i mean
2: that's the one thing that's sort of hard to come to grips with in the prequels and not to get on too much of a, uh, an aside is the jedi order by the time of the prequels is pretty flawed i mean there's some shit right. going on They they don't just you know get taken down out of out of nowhere it's clear that you know they're a little too entrenched with the political side of things you know they get pulled into the clone war which i think they shouldn't have you know what i'm saying that was the right. you know that was palpatine's plan all along was to pull them in into a war where they really didn't need to be pulled in like i think when mace windu says that they're meant to be peacekeepers not soldiers i think he's right like i think that's you know more the job of a Jedi as a peacekeeper, like use your lightsaber and your force powers when you need to, for defense, never attack, etc, cetera, etc. Cetera. But I think uh, you know they ended up becoming soldiers, which was part of their downfall. But um, w- what do you think uh, about uh, Luke's ability to um, lead a new Jedi order after return of the Jedi, Nick?
0: I mean as far as him being ill-equipped, I wouldn't I wouldn't say uh ill-equipped. Did he have all the tools in place by the time of Jedi, you know, to even be considered a proper Jedi Knight uh, It's debatable because he didn't have, you know, the upbringing and the same training that all the traditional Jedi Knights got. But I mean, I think two of the key points from Joe's question would be first of all there's what 30 years between Jedi and Force Awakens. Right. I mean, who knows what Luke found out in that time frame? You know, from I mean, the that's other a good temples point. and the Force ghosts he's talked to. And as far <laughs> as the blame goes, I mean, you've got to you've got to almost put yourself in his shoes and relate it to real life situations. I mean, he wasn't just training random people to be Jedi. The one that turned and fell was, you know, for you know a lesser context. It's his nephew, you know. Right. I mean uh you you equate that to a real life situation you know every family's got you know the black sheep in the family though the bad kid or whatever you know you can't you can't always uh you always want to see the best in your family i'd figure at that point it'd be the last person you'd expect to turn on you and ruin everything you've built over this 30 40 year time frame
2: right now i i can sort of see where um joe is coming from cuz maybe You know, um, Luke was a little too idealistic. Hey, I did it! I fucking did it! That's like that should be like the uh, Pee Wee's Playhouse word of the day: idealistic. (laughs) You said the magic word!
1: Oh my god!
2: (laughs) Hey, that was a pretty good Pee Wee.
1: That was good. That was good. Samuel Jackson was in
2: that too. You know? Are you sure? (laughs) Are you you sure you're not thinking about um, uh, Lawrence Fishburne? Oh, you fucking, you're right. Yeah, I am, right? Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, you're
0: right. Damn it. Johnny's distaste with Samuel Jackson.
2: <laughs> Carried forward to a, a medium it didn't even need to go to. <laughs> um, I think he might be a little right in that maybe, you know, you got to think, Luke has quite the responsibility on his shoulders at the end of Return of the Jedi. Like, that is not a small task for one man to undertake. You know what I mean? Like... You're the only Jedi, maybe, you know. They're always going to add in more Jedi that were just hiding in the background, Allah, la Kanan and Ezra and things like that. But for the most part, it's your sole responsibility for re- rebuilding the Jedi Order. And that's a lot of fucking pressure. You know what I'm saying? And
0: to be fair, though, I mean, as far as we know, everything was going fine. And he was it was working out for him until Leia sent... Ben to be trained by i mean that is so if you want to place blame i mean i think you gotta you know you gotta kind of look at Han and leia first as parents uh as far as blame goes more so than luke i mean the order fell because of of ben solo not because of luke skywalker
2: right and and i don't think it was anything Luke's fault in any way he was training his new students. I don't think he necessarily did anything wrong in that regard by any means. I'm just saying, like, for one, we don't even know how long Luke's new Jedi order was around before it got wiped out. Maybe it took him years to get to that point. You know what I'm saying? Maybe he did a lot of research and, and searching and, you know... If
0: well,
1: force users just don't grow on trees, you know. I mean, that's right, true. You got
0: you to gotta figure Obi Wan and Yoda are at least still conversating with him and guiding him in the right direction in that fashion, right? Yes, that's the other I thing. So.
2: You you also think got to think that even though Luke hasn't had the amount of training that a traditional Jedi has and hasn't had, you know, uh, a master with him to the extent that they did back in the day, more than likely he was still communicating with the spirit of Obi-Wan and Yoda and maybe even his dad. Now, Grant, what if it turns out that that scene at the end of The Return uh, Return of the Jedi was just the last time he ever saw those Force ghosts? What if them appearing to him at that, that bonfire was sort of them saying goodbye to Luke? You know, it could turn out that way. That could be a way that they get around ever doing Force ghosts. Not that I want them to go that way, but, you know, it's a possible avenue for them to take.
1: No, I think they just wanted a party. That's why they were there. Yeah,
2: they wanted to see if any Ewoks got got uh, fucking sauced on Carilion Spice Wine and whipped their Ewok dicks out. Like, Ghost Anakin was like, you know what I've always wanted to see? And Ghost Obi-Wan was what was like, what's that? And he's like, Ewok dick. And he's like, oh, oh, tossing. <laughs> <Motherfucker>, <laughs> less, less ewok tossing. Motherfucker, let's apparate. Ewok tossing, yes. Ewok tossing. Ewok salad tossing, maybe. Yub nub. Oh, Nub, yub. Um, I
0: think I think in a perfect world I, I think both of you guys would agree with me. Most people that grew up with Star Wars, you know, Luke Luke Skywalker is our our perfect hero. He he's the guy that does no wrong. So in the back of my mind, I think I think Luke is the one that going forward to not fall down the same path that the original Jedi Order did of making the mistakes they did. You know, Luke understands you know compassion can fall in love and it not be a bad thing. I mean, as far as we know, if the theory holds true that, you know, raise his kid and he actually had a wife and had a child and is doing the Jedi order in his eyes, you know, right. Trying to make it to where, you know, you can have love and still not be Sith or go down to the dark side, you know?
2: Right. Now the question with that becomes like, if Luke Skywalker hasn't failed in any way since the end of return of the Jedi, does that make him a little less interesting do you need luke to have some sort of not major failure by any means but some sort of failure that he has to not redeem is the bad word but sort of make up for in the movies going forward you know what i'm saying or is it possible like we know luke was going to look for the first jedi temple and that, and that more than likely that's where he is at the end of the force awakens right can we right, right, are we right, in right. agreement on that like yeah, okay no doubt. so if if he was going to look for the first jedi temple maybe he's going to look for answers like what did i do wrong where what what caused this you know what i'm saying maybe that's why he's seeking out the the jedi te- the first jedi temple is maybe for some ancient jedi writings or you know to commune with ancient Jedi spirits to find out where he went wrong. You know what I mean? Maybe,
0: maybe that's his way to communicate with Yoda and Ben is he needs something from those temples to do that.
2: That's a good point. And, um, I don't know if you guys have heard this, have you heard? And I think this is confirmed that the map, you know, the whole sort of MacGuffin of the, uh, the force awakens, the map is a map of where all the Jedi temples are in the galaxy.
0: Oh, I had not heard that.
2: Yeah, that's... Uh, I, man, I, d- I hope I'm not fucking putting my foot in my mouth, but I'm pretty sure I heard it confirmed that that map is is a map that shows the location of every single Jedi Temple spread throughout the galaxy and that that chunk that is missing specifically relates to the first Jedi Temple. You see what I'm saying?
0: Uh-huh. Right, it would make sense as to why both sides are fighting <laughs> so hard for it.
1: Right, Um and uh well Snoke Snoke and Kylo see Luke as the only threat to them.
2: Right, and I think it, it says a lot that when Snoke says if they find Luke, the new Jedi will rise. I think that's a hint that we may see a reborn Jedi Order in these new movies. I think we may sort of get our wish, Nick, and see,
1: you know, a quote unquote new Jedi Order. I don't I don't think we'll see it in the sequel trilogy. <laughs>
0: I, I mean, no, it, it'd be a further another trilogy down the line. I'm with yeah. Johnny on that. It, I think we I might. Think, I think it's all pretty much plotted out right now.
2: Yeah, I think we might see the birth of it maybe by the end of episode nine. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I don't. Right. Th- I think it's it's a, a long shot to see multiple Jedi in this in this trilogy. Um, but it, I do think it's possibly being set up for maybe the next trilogy. Maybe the next trilogy, we do have the reborn Jedi Order, and you know, Ray is a, a head member of that, and Luke is sort of a, a you know the headmaster in more of a advisory role where they can use him sparingly. And not have to, you know, have the whole thing revolve around him. Granted, I'm saying this because I just really don't want to see Luke die. I'm, I know it's it's a, a likelihood, but man, I don't want to see Luke die.
1: Inevitable.
2: I, I mean, I, you're more than likely a hundred percent right. I, I got to be honest; like, I just no, don't, don't want to see
0: it. Any of us want to see it?
2: No, no. And the thing is, is like, you know, I, I feel like they gave Han a pretty good death. If they're going to kill Luke Skywalker, they got to like, crank it up to 10 on the good death it scale. It can't just be a Qui-Gon death. No, no. It's got to be something fucking awesome. You know what I mean? And as bummed as I was that Han Solo died, oof, I am going to be seriously bummed when Luke dies.
1: Well, Luke, Luke's not going to go away, though. Luke is going to become a Force ghost. I mean, that's he'll, he'll that's always,
2: in. you know, that is very true. And and always the way they could go to where, like, if they do kill him in this trilogy, if they do another trilogy, he could always show up in this sort of advisory role as a force ghost. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, now, an interesting thing about force ghosts that I, I, I always like to consider. Um, have you guys read uh, Heir to the Empire, the Timothy Zahn book?
0: The first why, book I read, and we both you know Johnny doesn't read. I don't read.
2: (laughs) Well, okay. In that book, very early (laughs) on, uh, Obi-Wan appears to Luke and basically tells him, hey, I'm not going to appear to you anymore, and gives him some weird, vague reason. You remember what I'm talking about, Nick? Yes. And Timothy Zahn said that the reason he did that is because if you always have Obi-Wan's ghost there to help Luke out, then Luke never becomes his own man. You know what I'm saying? He never goes out and makes it on his own. Almost how, you know, in earlier versions of the force awakens, Luke was in the movie more, but they cut him out because they felt like if Luke was just there all the time, helping Ray out, then she doesn't prove herself. You know what I mean? Right. So, you know, you kind of got to look at it from that point of view. Granted, maybe only force ghosts show up in like the most dire of circumstances, like when they really, really need to, you know what I mean,
1: guys.
0: Yes, we're here. Okay. Sorry, yes. yes. Johnny fell asleep. I think.
1: Oh no, no I'm, I'm right here. I, I was
2: listening. Johnny, you might, uh, you might want to drink a caffeinated beverage, brother. I, I, the making Star Wars guys might be calling you this evening. You never know when that's going to happen. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Did that start after the last time you were on? I think it must have.
1: I, I don't know when it started. Uh, yeah, uh, dude, no, it was. I, don't know.
2: I, I have to be honest. It's been one of my favorite things that um, has happened on that podcast relating you because <laughs> the first time they they called you and you didn't answer, I was like, "Oh, damn!" And then you called back, and I was like, "Fuck yeah!" <laughs> and then uh, and immediately you, you did the Johnny Grosso, "Hey, how are you?" That's how Johnny always starts a conversation. You get on Xbox Live. <laughs> He uh he has a little hey how are you going for <laughs> ready for you?
0: I had a complete different reaction to that whole situation, man. I uh, one I felt sorry for Johnny, knowing his schedule and everything, and then and two worried he had a lady friend over maybe. And then yeah uh, yeah. And but, three <laughs> the the making of Star Wars guys are always like you know we want to keep the myth of Johnny Grosso the character, but yet here they are calling him up because they got drunk and ran out of ideas
2: well i don't think it was that i think um you know what i think the character of johnny Grosso is awesome i think the real johnny Grosso is uh is even more awesome and i think they're a little more uh open to embracing that now you know what i'm saying thank you for calling me awesome oh man you're both awesome immediately when will couldn't be on this week i was like don't worry about it will i got two guys uh Will by the way sends his regards. He's real bummed that he wasn't here for Vader Nick's first appearance. So Nick, we're going to definitely have to have you back on uh when Will is available. And of course, Johnny will have to be here cuz him and Will have a connection like fucking opposite poles of magnets or some shit. I love Will.
0: Yeah, no, I'm sitting here looking at him on Skype and every now and again I get one of them Fake yawn stretches with some flexing going on. Oh, he's just. That he's, was.
1: I, <laughs> I just. Look, can I explain? Can I explain to, to, the, to the listening audience? I, I work out at night. I work out mostly, mostly at home because uh, working out sucks. So if you have to leave your house to work out, chances are you, you won't. So I have like some stuff here. So to make a long story short, I just got done working out about a half hour before we got on. So like when you work out hard, you know your shit's sore, you're tight, you just gotta stretch. So I was stretching. <laughs> oh
0: right, right, stretching. Right. I gotcha. So there's it, no showing off there at all, right? Johnny's <laughs>
1: Johnny's
2: home workout kit are two models that he bench presses. <laughs> yeah, exactly. you know what I'm saying. He's like, hold on, exactly. ladies, and he starts bend, doing curls with two models.
0: I read on Twitter earlier he was trying to show off for Tracy. I seen it.
2: Oh, oh! You know what? I, you know, I was I was working and then getting everything set up for this, so I didn't do a a full Twitter read through. But I did see an awfully muscly Johnny holding out a Taco Bell burrito on on Twitter. Yeah. What was that all about, Johnny?
1: That was um, we were we uh, it wasn't Tracy. I mean, I think Tracy was in the thread, but there was like five people. For, for I got gotcha. you, and we were talking about um how. Working out sucks, and you got to push yourself to do it, and you got to eat right. So, I, I, I said something earlier today. I was like, fuck that. Like, I'm going to show the world that, like, Taco Bell and junk food is like good for you. You can have both. And then, like, there's always Taco Bell in my house. So, I took a fucking Taco <laughs> Bell burrito, and I was actually, no one caught it, dude. I was trying to do the Ray lightsaber thing, no one got it. <laughs> That's so awesome. So, I was holding out the burrito. <laughs> So, uh, I think we we pretty
2: much gave our opinions on Joe's email, don't you guys think? Do you guys have anything else you want to add to that? No, I think we got it. Do you guys maybe want to go off the beaten Star Wars path a little bit? You know, I like to take some little non-Star Wars tangents every now and then.
1: Yeah, I'm down buddy. I'm good for it. Well,
2: the reason I bring this up is because you two guys are my division crew. You oh just my got God! Done playing right on,
0: what a game! <laughs> Man, if,
1: and it, whoever's it, listening, whoever's listening, if you have Xbox One, you have to get the division. It drops March eighth. It is the fucking best game ever, and you got to get all of our gamer tags. Maybe uh, we, haws we can do that at the end and give our gamer tags and everything. Oh, definitely! Oh my God! And and uh, too much fun. Oh man, it's so much fun. I've never laughed so hard in my life. Um and
2: and as of right now, I know the three of us are confirmed to be getting the division. Will is gonna be getting the division. My brother in law Goose is gonna be getting the division. Uh Steve Jordan Ren's gonna have it. Jordan Wren's gonna have the division. Steve Cobra's getting the division. Uh my friend Nick uh no relation to this Nick uh Nick, not Vader Nick, is getting the division. So I think we're gonna have a pretty big crew playing uh we're when have it, our own it division drops. in the division. Yes we are. We're gonna have our own division in the division. And I think this is also sort of relevant because uh Vader Nick, that's really how I start first uh sort of hanging out with you was through Xbox and Battlefront.
0: Yep, Battlefront for sure.
2: <clears throat> Man, we gotta do some Battlefront sometime soon. Sometime between... I
0: popped it in a few days ago. you got to hand it to Battlefront, man. It's still the best-looking game out there.
2: Man, it, it that is one thing, man. That That's a fine-looking game. I'm really looking forward to when they add like the Death Star and Bespin because uh, just thinking about those two locations and their sort of graphical engine is really exciting to me.
0: Yeah, I was kind of bummed out when it was only the, the Han and Luke outfits for this most recent update. I was looking for a little more.
2: Yeah, I mean, that's, you know, for a free update, that's cool. But if that had been the first piece of the the season pass, I'd have been pissed. I paid $50 for the season pass, and you're just going to give me... Ooh, shit, I got the hiccups. Give me the uh, Han and Luke outfits. (coughs) Um... But yeah, I, I gotta say the uh, the beta, and we we just played the beta. We didn't even play the full game. Man, the division was a lot of fun, and it was a game I was excited about, but not necessarily like it's it wasn't nearly as hyped up for me as it is now after playing the beta. It I is never a lot even, of fun.
1: I never even heard about it, and 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 Vader Nick like uh, is like just the most generous guy in the world. He basically like oh, me, it. He gave me his beta to, to try it. And and I I didn't hear about the game, so obviously like I I tried it and I played it and I loved it, and it actually restored my faith in uh in in these types of games. What are they called again? Uh, RPG. Well, this is a RPG. yeah, it's a third person shooter RPG, basically. Okay, because I I am not good at Battlefront. Right, I, I just can't shoot. I can't aim. But fucking, I get in this vision, and I I'm not gonna say I'm great at it. I'm no Jordan Ren at it. But I can fucking <laughs> I can hold my own. Like I'm not embarrassed. I'm not that asshole who fucking keeps respawning. Like, hey guys, what I miss? I'm dead. Um, I Is that got. Why it, hey, guys, you like it
0: though? Is that huh? why you like it though? Is it just because you're not good at Star Wars Battlefront?
1: No. Well, I I like I like it because it's a great game. And uh, but I'm just glad I don't fucking suck at it like I do Battlefront.
2: Um, I think um. I think it's going to be a lot of fun in the final version. If any of the missions are as fun as that Madison square garden mission was on hard, like, um, you know, a lot of times you hear doing a mission or something on hard mode and think of it being kind of annoying, more annoying that it is fun. But man, when we uh, changed the difficulty and went in there and, and we're doing it on hard mode, that was one of the most fun, uh, shooter multiplayer experiences I've had in a long time. You're going to
0: think it was one mission, one location, and we played it numerous times. Yeah,
2: probably 10 times. Yeah, and for long stretches each time. I don't think I ever sat down to play the division where I I didn't play for at least a couple of hours. Johnny and I played one afternoon, you know, sort of briefly, quote unquote. And like, Johnny would be like, All right, after this next mission, I think I got to be done. And we'd do that mission, and he'd be like, You know what? (laughs) <laughs> There's this other mission kind of close to us. Why don't we go do that? I got time for one more. And yeah. then after that, he'd be like, you know what? You know what? <laughs> oh, one more. Let's do one more.
0: <laughs>
2: and I got to say, at, at so, you know, uh, so we're not just talking over everybody's head. I'll explain the dark zone real quickly. There's this area in the division called the dark zone. And it's sort of um, where you can fight computer controlled enemies. So it's PVE, but you can also fight other players so it's also pvp um and at first i was a little i don't know uh, uncomfortable being in there and like really didn't get the the point of it but that last night that we played where the three of us went into the dark zone together Holy shit, did I laugh? I laughed until my sides hurt oh and I had God, so yeah. much fun. We,
0: I don't know that we accomplished much at no, all. No, if anything, but we sure laughed the whole time. We
2: basically,
1: <laughs> do you remember that guy's name that we picked on?
2: Oh, the, the this one guy made the mistake of sneaking up and killing us all. One guy killed all three of us. And for the next two hours, anytime we saw him, it was like, oh shit, there's D's nuts or whatever the fuck his name was. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? They all, every, 90% of the people you run into on Xbox Live have fucking horrible screen names like your mom 69, your dad, or whatever the (laughs) fuck it may be. Nobody, you know, very few people have real cool, uh, um, Xbox Live names. Luckily enough, all my friends, and I don't have that one asshole that's like butt stuff 10
0: Oh god, I got one. I got one for sure. My buddy <laughs> in California. His his Xbox live name is Poonhammer.
2: Poonhammer? God, <laughs> yes. <laughs>
0: And he's like a buddy I've had for a long time too on Xbox. It's 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 damn near embarrassing bringing him into a conversation with anybody. <laughs> he's like, yeah, let, let me invite my other mature buddy here. His name's Poonhammer.
2: Poonhammer has entered the party.
0: <laughs> <Okay>.
1: <laughs>
2: but um, and there there was this one point where we were all sort of standing around uh, an extraction zone in the division. And we're just sort of checking things out. And there's this one poor bastard, one helpless (laughs) bastard in there with us that wasn't part of our group. And we were just, I guess, sort of bored. And the three of us were like, should we attack this guy? And, and like, (laughs) oh, I was like, oh, yeah, Johnny, turn around, turn around, Johnny. Let's, (laughs) let's shoot him on three. We couldn't stop laughing long enough to shoot at this guy.
1: And, and, and it, Like, in the big picture, it shouldn't have been that funny, but I was giggling like I was a 10-year-old school.
2: (laughs) He's getting squirrely, Johnny. He's getting squirrely.
1: Oh, my God.
2: Oh, man. I can't Adds That's
1: another element to it
0: because, you know, you're you're searching around for your stuff and waiting to, you know, evac it out and all that stuff. And you see another human-controlled player come, you know, hauling ass by you. And you're like, oh, shit. You know, is he coming for my stuff?
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, so, uh, before we wrap up this division talk and stuff, you want to give out uh, our Xbox Live names and stuff in case anybody wants to join up with us when the uh, vi- division comes out in a month?
0: The more the merrier.
2: Yeah. So if you guys want to find me on Xbox Live, I'm the Red Eye Jedi 23. And if you want to find my buddy Will, who's normally here with us, he's a sainted Alucard. And if you don't understand that reference, you need to go play some Castlevania Symphony of the Night. And what about you guys?
1: Johnny? Uh, J Grosso 1-4. J-G-R-A-S-S-O
0: 1-4. And mine's Vader Nick KS. Just like it sounds.
1: <laughs> now, oh,
2: um, so we're probably uh, coming a little close to the end tonight. I got to cut it sort of short tonight just because I need to have time to edit this and put it up before midnight. Are you um,
0: serious? I've got like four pages of notes here
2: Man, we're going to have you on a bunch more <laughs> Save that shit <laughs>
0: I'm totally kidding anyway.
2: <laughs> well, I was going to say real quickly before we do that Why don't we explain Vader Nick The name Vader Nick I think that's an interesting story Because it's you're one of the few people I know That has <sighs> been blessed with a Johnny Grosso Quote-unquote canon name
0: Yep, I have a canon nickname
1: It's a bro, Broshek canon name so and
0: that's basically all, all because of making Star Wars though, right?
1: Yeah, the um the uh when I started writing in uh uh to making Star Wars now this is podcasting, I don't I gave someone a nickname. Uh oh jo- Jonah Marie, it was the podcast princess. Mm-hmm. And I think it was Saf that said um, like, oh, you should give us all nicknames and so the next week i came up with like all those nicknames and then people that would uh either write in uh a lot or 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 would write in and and have like um uh like a substantial like something to say or whatever you know i, I would kind of like you know give them a nickname and then uh and then Vader Nick wrote in a story about him and his son listening to um, now, this is podcasting, and and his son really enjoyed like my segment on the show. So I was like, "Oh man, that's awesome!" And it meant a lot to me. By the way, thank you again. And, uh, and I was like, "I got these guys' nicknames." Nice. So Vader Nick and Jordan Wren. That's where it came from.
0: And yeah, and for those <laughs> that don't know, Jordan Wren is my son. He's like the biggest Johnny Grasso fanboy out there.
2: And. <laughs> Uh, he could be a, a damn pro Battlefront player, like yeah, you, he carries
1: us in Battlefront. You, man,
2: you maybe need to look to getting Jordan Wren a Battlefront sponsorship and taking him to some some competitions, man. Like you know, winning winning some prize money. They have those, those things in
1: Atlantic City,
0: you know. Kids these days, right? Kids these days.
2: Oh man, are you kidding me? If I had the skills, I would totally be a professional video game player.
0: But then That's what I, I'm saying man the the kids they're all they're all better than all of us old guys.
2: If you got to wonder if you're a professional video game player is it where one of those things where like you get a job doing something you really like and then you end up hating it cuz it's a job.
0: I don't really think it would be. Do you feel that way about podcasting?
2: Nah, nah. I don't if consider this go. a job. You know what I'm saying like
0: Uh well there's certain people that we will not name that may be on Twitter that sure sure make it seem like it's a job and you figure when we're talking about something we love so much it shouldn't be such a hassle
2: yeah yeah i mean you know everybody's got their their own style of promotion and and stuff and i'll i'll tell you right now like If I was better at talking to people, I would be promoting this show all over the place. But I get all fucking clammed up and awkward and like...
0: And you should because this is the number one Star Wars podcast out
2: there. Man, I think that's... You're too kind. You're too kind. I don't know about all that, but I appreciate it. So, before we go, Nick, I want you to do me a favor. I want you to look at your notes and I want you to pick out your favorite topic. The thing you want to talk about most... And bring it up, and we'll discuss it before oh, we I, cut out. I
0: don't. I don't have to look at the notes. That's Thrawn, baby.
2: Thrawn. Okay. Sure. Cool. Fuck
0: yeah. Thrawn. You you mentioned earlier we were talking about Episode Eight and stuff. I'd like to see. Johnny hasn't read the books, and there's that that admiral at the end of Aftermath. Right. I hope. I hope that's Thrawn.
2: Okay. Well, this would probably be a good piece, uh, a place to sort of bring up that making Star Wars had a rumor this week, um, and. Um, Spoiler alert, if you guys didn't read it, or you're really sensitive about Rebel spoilers. Um, it's It looks like it may be a possibility that Grand Admiral Thrawn is going to be the villain of, of Rebel Season 3. Yep. <laughs> Which I think is cool. I've always That's liked... That's
0: got me excited. It doesn't have to be the, you know, the, the heir to the Empire Thrawn in Rebels. It can be a younger Thrawn. It could be... Um, you know, a million different things. It could be setting up for Thrawn and Rogue One. I, I heard rumors they were talking about people on the set that, you know, of Rogue One, that there was admirals walking around, you know, in the white suit, the white cape, that it, you know, it, it could be Thrawn. That was, you know, when I hear hear about people not liking to read or they don't read the books, it, it, it breaks my heart because that Air of the Empire series was what got me into the the EU. Those first three books, it was like my xbox broke down and i had to send it in back in the day and it's like well, what am i gonna do with all this free time you know i pick up the books and anybody you talk to tell you you gotta read the thron trilogy you gotta read right. the thron trilogy and it lived up to the hype that that character is is one of my favorite if it wasn't for yoda i mean i think thron would be my favorite character even though he's not in any of the movies
1: well, well, he definitely looks cool.
0: I like the way he looks. That's
2: what I was about to say, Johnny. Even though you may not know a ton about Thrawn, you know who he is and knew, knows how he looks. And
1: yeah, like what I'll do is like I'll search people and I'll read Wikipedia a right,
2: lot and get like sort of the Cliff Notes version, so you can at least right. understand who they are and what their significance is and stuff.
1: Yeah, I actually have a, a pretty vast knowledge of the expanded universe just because of uh, a. I listen to a, a shitload of podcasts, right. And B, you know, I am a huge Star Wars fan, and in the 90s and the early 2000s, like, I wouldn't read the books, but, like, I would talk to people who did, and I'd be like, all right, just tell me what I need to know. And when someone summarizes a book for you in, like, you know, five minutes, you know, you get basically the gist of it anyway. Right. It's almost like, um, for example, here you go, for example, like, if I asked, you know, Vader Nick, like, all right, I didn't read Aftermath, you did, tell me what I need to know that's canon. You know, and he would really only come up with, like, two sentences from what right. I hear, you know, about the Aftermath. The rest of it is just fucking entertainment, or as right. I like to call it, bullshit bad writing by Chuck Wendig. Oh, Gauntlet Throne. Shots fired.
2: Um, you know, to me, it's, it's not surprising at all that they may be looking to bring Thrawn back. A, because, like you said, Johnny, he's such a cool-looking character. And to yep. me, that goes a long way in Star Wars. I'll say it. I've said it before, and I'll say it again. Part of the reason, exactly, I like Boba Fett so much is because he looks fucking badass. Um, And
0: with that said, I mean, what do you guys think? I mean, Benicio del Toro. I mean, is he not the perfect Thrawn? I mean, when you see that guy, are you just not like, oh, that's that's Thrawn for sure?
1: Yeah, I would. uh, I would love it. I would be very okay with it. Look, look again. Like, I have nothing against Thrawn. You know, I think he's cool from what the little I know about him. Uh, I do think if it is true that he's going to be in Rebels, you know, I I know you two know how I feel about Rebels. and, And for the people listening that may not know that don't follow me on Twitter, pretty much like I'm not a big fan of Rebels. It's like every other episode I can do without. And lately it's been like every two episodes I can do without. I'm basically only watching it. For the original trilogy characters and the Clone War characters that keep popping up. And I think that those are just devices to keep people watching. Because I don't think this, the show's is very strong without original trilogy or Clone Wars people. And I think Admiral Thrawn is just another reason to try and bring in or keep the, the small audience they have. Now, now this now,
0: is- Hawes, I'd like to ask you. Because that's something me and Johnny talked about. It might have been in our Twitter thread the other night. But something I said to Johnny was reading uh, A New Dawn and the Canaan comic uh-huh. ha- has really made me like, because um, I'm on the whole other end of the spectrum with Rebels and Johnny is I, I love it. It could do almost no wrong for me I mean, right in context to what the Clone Wars was and how highly praised it is. I don't I don't see it on uh, any much different of a level. And I, I was telling Johnny that I kind of attest that to the comic and... The book A New Dawn. It really made me love the character of Kanan a lot more.
2: Now, I can agree with that. I can totally agree that um, A New Dawn and the Kanan comic both give a lot more depth to the character of Kanan, and that's part of the reason I like Kanan so much. Um, But, also, I would say, before I get into this, that I probably fall somewhere in the middle of you two guys' view about Rebels. Um, It's not my favorite, but I don't hate it. There are some um, episodes that feel a little bit like character of the week episodes. I think one of the strengths of the Clone Wars is that they did arcs. You know what I'm saying? Every storyline was, say, a three or four episode arc. And to me, it would have a lot more impact if you brought Lando in for, say, a three or four episode arc than just have him show up in one episode and then you know pimp on out same thing goes with leia like leia showed up it was cool it was awesome to see leia but if they had uh, stretched the storyline out over three or four the thing about rebels is sometimes it feels a little rushed you know what i'm saying it feels like they're like look we got 22 minutes to do this whole story and in clone wars they didn't they would uh, you know they would have 22 minutes but that would just be one part of say a
1: three or four right. episode story clone I, wars did it definitely did it better and 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 i felt the same way about clone wars like there were three episode arcs that i would completely like fast forward through like over the summer you know so i'm not saying every oh by you no know, means yeah i'm not saying every egg they laid was golden either you know what i mean to me but it was way better made and better animated to be honest now opinion.
2: there's uh, honestly i gotta say As far as animation quality goes, in my mind at least, um, there's no comparison. Clone Wars, especially towards the end, there are some uh, downright beautiful episodes. Like the whole Darth Maul episode uh, where they're bringing him back and there's the crazy um you know sith witch magic shit going on and that was awesome there's some crazy animation stuff going on now unfortunately that's a product of rebels having a smaller budget and unfortunately yeah i I mean
0: i i'd agree i i agree with what you guys are you know putting down for sure i mean the clone wars is you know visually uh more (laughs) impressive for sure but i mean the points that you guys are hitting on you you hear the the neg you hear the the negatives on right. social media from both sides of that. Like Johnny was saying, you know, there's people that are, that, that don't like the idea of the, you know, the original trilogy characters being there. You know, why couldn't they come up with a new character? But then in the same argument, you know, that, that person's turn around and saying, you know, well, so-and-so's having to be in it to carry it. And it's, you know, it's, it's a pick your poison. What do you want? You know? Well, see, this is the
2: thing. I, I don't agree with the make a new character argument because in my opinion, anytime you can use, say, Lando or Hondo or Leia or Ahsoka, you should use them. I just yes. don't want it to come off sort of like I was saying—the guest appearance of the week, like this week on a
1: very special rebel <laughs> a princess from Alderaan. What will oh. she do? You know what let I'm me, saying? Le- yeah, let me get something off my chest real quick. Okay. I, I again, um, let me let me actually let me start here. I like Kanan, and I like Hera. Everyone else, I, I I can I can I'm not a really big fan of. You don't like you Chopper? Know. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. He's my favorite. Ever since he tried to blow up the baby, I fucking love him.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Dude, Chopper is a murderous son of a bitch. It's yeah, awesome. No,
1: no. I like Chopper a lot, but uh, I like Kanan a lot, and I think that has a lot to do with the fact that like Freddie Prince Jr. actually like chats with me once in a while, like on Twitter. So like oh. now I'm like invested in like you So know, what the you're after. telling me
2: is I gotta get uh the kid that does Ezra's voice and um the girl that does Sabine's voice to start chatting with you on Twitter and you're gonna be the world's biggest Star Wars Rebels fan.
1: No, because I think not necessarily because uh if you if you follow Freddie on Twitter, he's a genuine Star Wars fan. Oh, definitely. Like he doesn't he's just not you can tell he didn't just start this shit you know, three years ago when he got the job. Right. Like he's actually, and I don't want to go too far off tangent. Cause I want to get back to my point, but like he told, <laughs> no, like, like he didn't tell me personally, but he, huh. he said it on a couple shows. He goes, Luke Skywalker, like his theories about Luke Skywalker were amazing. He said, Luke Skywalker was a horrible Jedi. He goes, about fighting. He goes that he was Luke Skywalker's greatest strength was the fact that he wouldn't fight, that he would let himself be destroyed rather than, you know, turn to the dark side. So Luke's greatest Jedi power was his ability to say no. You know what I mean? Right, right. And uh, not to start that whole conversation, but you know that just made me kind of like really like believe in Freddie Prince Jr. as a Star Wars fan. And then Kanan is a very good character. I, I don't like Ezra. I love Hera. I want more Hera. I don't like Sabine. I mean, Sabine has that Mandalorian armor, but she doesn't follow the Mandalorian way. And in even that last episode, like two episodes ago. It was so I didn't I didn't buy it at all, you know yeah.
2: I uh, I the last episode I saw was the Leia episode I actually have two episodes to catch up on and I guess that's the Sabine episode and the Oh yeah the Zeb that's episode.
0: Mandalorian episode you figure that would have been something you were dying to see man
2: I, you I know won't, I I won't ruin it Okay do you guys think there's a possibility we'll ever see Boba Fett in Rebels
1: He'd be uh. How old would he be? He'd be like 25. Yeah, I mean,
2: if he's if he's uh, pimping around in the armor by the time of a new hope cuz we see him in it in, a, in the special edition, surely yeah. he was, you know, what's this uh, what are they
1: saying like 5 years before a new hope? Well, he was like 11 in clone wars. Right. 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 So and that so he'd be like twenty-one, twenty, twenty-one, twenty-two, twenty-three. 21, 22, 23. Yeah, it's possible. Hey, like I said, when fucking Rebels ratings go down, bring in the Fett, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you know uh, I'll be Yeah,
0: if, if they can bring Thrawn in, I mean, why not Fett?
1: I mean exactly. Um Yeah. I, oh be, before I'm sorry to cut you off. No, before go ahead, I buddy. forget, that Leia episode fucking sucked. That let Leia acted like a twenty five year old general queen. Not she was supposed to be fourteen years old.
2: Right. Yeah.
1: Number I, one, she had like C cup and I know. I know my side <laughs> uh, Oh no! She had a tuck in her ass. She had the body of like a nineteen-year-old fucking gymnast, and she acted like she was king shit. Like, and that's who Leia is. I get it, but that's not who Leia should be at fourteen years old. I totally get. I mean, I, 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 strange fucking planets. Like as an ambassador, dude, slow your roll, bro. You ain't Amidala.
2: (laughs) I mean, but. If I were going to make an argument for that, it would be that, uh, you know, she's 14, but she's grown up under the tutelage of Bail Organa. So, you know, she's going to act a little more mature than your average 14, 15 year old, you know?
1: I know, but uh, I just didn't.
0: How old was Padme in The Phantom Menace?
2: 13 or 14, right?
1: Yeah, but oh, she grew up in that culture where she was like, I don't know, this is another Lucas fuck up. Like they should have just made her like queen because she was born into the family, but she was elected. Like right, they let their children run their government. Don't start me there. <laughs>
0: don't. <laughs> don't st- and I'm not
1: a prequel hater at all, but like that was fucking dumb.
2: Yeah, yeah, I got gotcha. you, I got gotcha, you, buddy. Um,
1: honestly, to me, rebels. I hear they try to rewrite the constitution to have you go another term. <laughs> i
0: thought that's what we were
2: getting man. johnny got venomous there for a second I i mean to me and and it's sort of unfortunate rebels has been at its strongest during its sort of and and this is a lot like johnny says it's major events like the first episode of rebels is amazing like it feels almost like it could be you know an animated star wars movie you guys know what yes, I mean like,
0: like the hour long shows are always real strong. Yeah,
2: they're always real strong when they with the the siege of Lothal that they did over the summer before season 2 started.
0: Like Yeah,
1: but is it because it's longer or is it because fucking Vader was in it? Honestly, like, I feel it's because Vader's in it.
2: I think it's a little bit of both because like I said the first episode of Rebels there's no Vader in that and I think it's the the uh, they have the chance to sort of stretch the story out and let it breathe a little bit obviously having vader helps greatly you know what i mean
0: the thing the thing that i look at for comparison is we're halfway through season two and people want to compare rebels to clone wars on a six season run you know i mean the way you gotta look at it is you gotta compare season one and two one and half of two to the first two seasons of The Clone Wars. I mean, the the first season of The Clone Wars is not the strongest thing no, The Clone Wars did No, it's either. not. It, ta- it well, took...
2: Well, the first two seasons. Yeah, Clone it Wars, took a sure. little while for The Clone Wars to hit its stride. But once it did, it was real strong. Hopefully, that's what we're going to see from Rebels, is that, you know, eventually they'll really hit their stride. You know, any show's going to have its hiccups early on until it really finds its groove. And I think... You know, as Star Wars fans, we can just tend to get a little impatient sometimes where we want the cool stuff now and only the cool stuff. You know what I mean? And, you know, nobody's perfect. No writing team is perfect. Um, you know, I, I think, honestly, the the smaller bu- budget has been a hindrance that a lot of people don't take into a conf- effect uh, when trying to compare Clone Wars and Rebels to each other
0: that's true you got george lucas backing one of the series and and then you know uh disney trying to get their feet wet with their first endeavor into star wars
2: um you know and part of it is as much as i do like the rebels characters it's honestly set in a time period that's not the most interesting to me they're making it interesting to me by you know incorporating Ahsoka and Vader in those things. But really, the part of Star Wars history that I want to know about, and this goes back to being impatient, is between Jedi and The Force Awakens. That's what I really want filled in.
0: Yes, and everybody wants to rave about the Shattered Empire comics, too. That was four comic books, man. Come on, give me more. I, I want to know oh, yeah. what happened. I mean, I
2: liked Shattered Empire, but it was not nearly enough. I, th- I And oh, honestly, yeah, yeah. I'm more excited for the Poe Dameron comic that's coming out um, than I was for Shattered Empire. Yes,
1: to me, that me seems too. like it's gonna
2: Granted, I- I'm telling you right now, we're not going to get huge bits of information out of that comic. But it'll finally be neat to see something set, you know a little closer to the force awakens in the timeline between those two movies. So so do either of you guys have anything else you want to add about rebels before we take off?
0: It's not as bad as Johnny Grasso and Maverick outlaw make it.
1: I like Mm. a third to 45% of it. Cool.
0: Fair
2: enough. I say, I, like I said, I'm somewhere in the middle of you two guys. I'm the, uh, the mediator in between the two. Well, dudes, uh, why don't we take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll say goodbye to our fine listeners, and uh, I'll let you guys get on with your evening. How's that sound? Right on. <laughs> well, I think that's going to do it for us this week, guys. Thanks so much for coming to my aid when Will wasn't here this week. I really was not feeling doing another solo episode.
0: Anytime you'll have me, I'll be on.
2: Yeah, man. Well, we definitely got to have you back on. I want you to save any of those notes you made, uh anything we didn't hit, we'll definitely hit next time and 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 Will will be here so he'll be able to throw in his input too. Uh Sounds good. Before we head out, uh Johnny, where can our good listeners find you as far as podcast and Twitter feeds and all that good stuff goes?
1: Uh well, please uh keep listening to uh blue harvest so uh, i like to pop in here and there and see how my guys are doing uh when they'll when they're when they'll have me also uh now this is podcasting i have a little weekly segment that i write that is performed by randy lejudice so this week uh you know we, we come out
2: on friday and they typically come out on monday uh don't give it away by any means but what can we look forward to in your segment this week
1: um, wow, oh god. Just a I little bit. It, you know, yeah, I wrote it like 3 days ago. I just got to Is it even
0: going to make the show this time?
1: It should. It should. Is it a poem? No, it's not a poem. I've learned no. my lesson. Damn. I've learned my lesson. I have something planned when I have time to do. I have something a little little uh more extreme than a poem, but Uh-oh. I haven't had a chance to do it. <laughs> I'll just, oh, well. just leave I'll just leave it at that. Um God, I don't even remember what I fucking wrote about. Oh, I got it. I remember now. Uh you know how the there's the missing map and the Force Awakens?
2: Hold on, my dog's going oh. buck shit crazy. Dharma. Yeah. She has to make her appearance every now and then.
1: The um what up, Dharma?
2: So uh yeah, the the map in Force Awakens. Yes,
1: yes. I, I come out with a uh an an actual semi intelligent theory about like that that map and why that part's missing. Fair enough. And then I compare it to the song "Rump Shaker." Oh, nice, <laughs> nice. Yeah. So, uh, for those of you listening, if you're not familiar, you know YouTube has an excellent video. So uh, I'll just <laughs> leave it at that.
2: So that's what we can look forward to on your uh, upcoming. Now this is podcasting segment. What about? Yes, and uh, keeping up with the Joneses. That's uh, right. What well, you guys? indie.net You guys should have an episode coming up sometime this month, right? Because that's yes, a monthly yes. podcast. Yes,
1: our, our uh, February episode should be filming, uh, shooting soon. Nice. So that'll be good. Plus, I think some some news dropped on Indie, So cool. we should probably get it this week. How they, uh, <laughs> they confirmed that there was the, the Indiana Jones reference in The Force Awakens. Right, right. I've read about that. And, I don't know, I pop up a little bit here, a little bit there. So we'll just... You know, follow me on Twitter, uh, Johnny underscore grosso one four. And I'm usually, you know, pimping my shit on there.
2: Fair enough. And what about you, Nick? Where can our, our good listeners find you on the tweets?
0: My Twitter handle is at Vader KS, just like it sounds. Uh, I'll argue with anybody over Star Wars on there. Uh, I'd like to add Jordan, if you're listening Please do not look up that video on YouTube, especially in front of your mother. I'll never hear the end of
2: it. <laughs> Jordan, don't look up Rump Shaker. That's i <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's, come
0: on. You gotta, have my side. you gotta be on my side. I'm on your side. I'm on your side.
2: Just fucking around a little bit. Well, dudes, thanks again for coming, and uh, I think that's going to do it for this week. So, for Blue Harvest, a Star Wars podcast, I'm your host, Halls Burkhart. I'm Johnny Grasso.
0: I'm Vader Nick.
2: May the Force be with you.
0: May the Force be with us.
1: Always.